So welcome back to another episode of the Reactive Attachment Disorder Podcast. Uh, we have, uh, as always, our expert and uh, resident therapist. We have Tracy Turner-Kaiser, who is a licensed clinical mental health counselor supervisor in North Carolina and specializes in working with reactive attachment disorder and trauma. And so today we have a really special podcast. We have been doing a series about kids and today we're actually bringing in kids to join us and talk about a really interesting subject of how the adoption dynamic really and, and from the kids perspective, how that comes into play. So uh, I want to welcome in, of course, Tracy, welcome back to another episode. And then we have Brandon and his mom with us for just a minute to kind of give us some background. So welcome everybody. I'm excited for a really good podcast today. Yeah, we're excited. <laughs> yeah. So I would love it, uh, mom, if you would give us just a little bit of background to kind of set the stage for your family for us so that we really kind of understand what we're diving into today. Okay, great. So I am mom of a firstborn who's 15 now, and then we went down the adoption route after challenges with, you know, the firstborn being IVF and all kinds of stuff. And we um, ended up through going through DSS foster care and getting a beautiful baby boy at 10 months of age. And at the time that he came to us, uh, there was no contact whatsoever with any biological family. Of course, there were a couple visits and then it went to termination within a, a few months. So, you know, Brandon has been our baby from a very early time. After a little while, we had some contact with a biological sibling of his. And then eventually in the past year, well, let me step back and say that my husband and I were always open to the possibility of contact with a birth family because we felt like it would be really important um, for a child who might want to know about that or have some form of connection or just anything about it. So we were always open to the idea of when it was safe. And in the time, the first 10 years of Brandon's life, it wasn't safe. Well, when uh, about a year ago, um, we learned that his birth mom was actually doing really well. And she was clean for a couple years and not, you know, she was in a stable living situation and doing really great. And we thought this would be a really great time to introduce this relationship. Uh, we felt like Brandon was ready for it. We wanted to do it before he went and found her on Instagram and we didn't know her yet and weren't sure about how safe it was. So the way we did that is uh, my husband and I went, I ended up talking to his birth mom over the phone and um, had a great conversation and discovered we both loved to read. And, you know, it was just, she was easy to talk to and she sounded great. Like she hadn't, you know, like she sounded like things were going well for her. So we arranged to meet with, with uh, her and her fiance and, and my husband and me, and we met her at public place and we had a really wonderful visit. And right from the beginning, even on that first phone call, she had said things like, I know that you're his parents and I'm grateful that 
you know, you're taking good care of him and I'd like to have a role in his life if that is okay with you. And so we had this first meeting and both Rob and I felt like this was, this could work. This is really great. So then we brought the idea up to Brandon and he was thrilled with the idea of talking to her on the phone. So we've started slowly and he started, you know, talking with her on the phone and then we had over time, you know, over this past year. So we've had maybe three visits. And then two weeks ago, she actually came in person to a baseball game of his. And it has been a really wonderful development in everyone's relationship. Like we're all learning to know about what we're all getting to know one another. Sure. And she has been really wonderful with, with boundaries for the most part with us and saying, I, I'm, I know your mom, you know, I'm happy with whatever he calls me, you know, I'm happy, I'm here if he wants to text me or say hello, and I've always been a part of those things. At the same time, it's still a complicated relationship, right? Yeah. So we are still navigating some, what exactly are the boundaries and how much is too much, not just for him, but for me. And for Rob, you know, my husband. Um, so um, I've been pretty open with the birth mom and she has been with me about how we want this relationship to be and that we're navigating it together. So that has just made things um, really easy. And again, at the same time, there's a lot of mixed up, confused emotions around it. Yeah, I think that's, um, it's, it's sort of an ideal situation. I mean, typically in the 35 years that I've been working with adopted kids, I haven't seen this given situation go as smoothly as it has. So it's amazing. And um, I'm glad that it's working that way. And I think, Brandon, you, um, you've done a lot of work. You know, we've done a lot of work in therapy around, yeah. you know, confusions around being adopted and liking it, not liking it. I think a lot of kids struggle with what's their elevator speech when someone asks them, like, are you adopted? Or you tell them or they find out that you're adopted or they realize that you're not adopted because you don't look anything like your mom and dad. Um, so, um, you know, I think you're going to give a voice to that, which is going to be great for other kids to hear. Um, and I think mom, you've done an amazing job with birth mom and about setting those boundaries. And, and she's done an amazing job of really, she's done a lot of work in really keeping herself clean because initially maybe just a quick little tiny background on, um, you know, why her parental rights got terminated in the first place, right? Because, we, you know, Brandon, we've talked about that a little bit and just the impact that that's had on you and your feelings about that, right? Yeah. Um, so, Mom, do you want, I think you probably have a clearer history on that than I do, probably. Yeah, it was, I think, not atypical. Um, mm -hmm. Drug abuse, alcohol, um, this is all the stuff that she would be forthcoming about, too, because she right. has a long history. Violence, um, unsafe living situation, um, unstable living situation, mm -hmm. so not living in, you know, her own space. Um, the bio dad was a really unsafe person to be around. Um, Brandon was underfed. Yeah. Um, so that I think, uh, and then there was, there were issues with the, with the older biological sibling that, that's what brought it to termination right away. Yeah. Um, yeah. So with, yeah, within the three months and she had tried during those three months that Brandon came to us and, you know, she was calling around to get into 
residential treatment centers and things like she was making an effort and then just at the time couldn't do it yeah yeah. just couldn't couldn't do it so she continued with the unsafe lifestyle and then dss said well then we're terminating your rights and she accepted it and decided that she wanted something better she's told me this Mm -hmm. that she wanted something better for him and knew she couldn't do it at that time that she loved him enough that she wanted something better and um, and then yeah cool thank you Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. Brandon how about you you want to jump in here as far as just what you want to let the world know yeah thanks mom Uh uh-huh Enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's nice to be in contact with her and, you know, it's awesome to see her whenever I can, but every now and then, uh, things can get kind of crazy. Yeah. Sometimes I don't like, I don't like really comfortable around her. Cause like, she can be like really like, I don't know how to like really say it, like emotional and too touchy for me. Like she likes mm-hmm. to hug a lot. Mm-hmm. And I mean, every now and then a hug is nice if I need it, but every few minutes is kind of enough. And I don't know how to tell her that. Um, I like her expressing like, that she loves me and stuff. And I mean, I, I love her too, but it's just. Yeah, but it, it is kind of tricky, um, I think, Brandon. So thinking about like, you know, you were adopted when you were 10 months old, so you're just a little baby. And, heart, you know, I don't remember being 10 months old, do you? <laughs> right? We don't remember that. Um, our body does and our cells remember the, the transitions and the trauma and the separation that we feel from our biological mom. Um, so I'm wondering, like, just, you know, what was it like kind of like growing up and when did you kind of learn that you were adopted? Like you really could understand that concept. You're like, Oh, I'm adopted. I think a few years ago, uh, like okay. started like talking about it uh-huh. and I understood like, yeah, I was taken away from her and I understood that I have like a really awesome family now and that she yeah. couldn't handle it. Um, but I was like wondering like, why did she like still continue? She like wanted me back and she knew she couldn't handle me, but she, like she still loved me enough. And she, I, I'm guessing she wanted me there with her. So she tried, but I was wondering like why she just couldn't ever do it. Yeah. That's a really good question. Yeah. And it, um, and that's a really, I think it's a really hard thing for kids to understand. It's a really hard thing for anybody to understand um, the, the cycle of addiction and people being addicted to drugs and alcohol um, and how that overrides everything, even the love that they have for their kids. Um, and they completely destroy their lives that way. And it's amazing. She's actually kind of pulled it together a little bit, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. So Brandon, how old are you now? 12. 12. Yeah. So let's see, like, I think I, um, I think probably you were probably maybe like what nine when the, you began to kind of really understand that you were adopted, maybe like, something like that. Yeah, I was like nine, mm-hmm. and I really started like to understand yeah. the concept of it, and I just really got it. Because um, oh. so I know like, that yeah, I know that because I know that you and I talk a lot about just feeling confused and kind of like like you wanted to have contact with her, you didn't, you kind of wonder why she gave you up. Like it was really hard to kind of. I mean, your head kind of knew it, but your heart was having a hard time really grasping that, wasn't it? Yeah, because, like, I really wanted her there when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I need to see her, and, like, it just couldn't happen, so I had to, like, deal with it, but 
I would always just like, I would like stay up at night going like, I need to see her. Like, I don't know why she gave me up. Like, what's her problem? But I understand now she couldn't and I understand what addiction is. So I understand it, but like, it was so hard back then just not understanding it and not like being able to like see her and experience like what I would have experienced earlier on. Yeah. Caught up in all that. Yeah. And how'd that make, how'd that, how did that influence your relationship with your real parents? You know, and do you think it yeah. made it, made things harder? I think it made things easier because I was like, this is my family now. Um, mm-hmm. Like so many great adventures together. So just make the best out of it. And if I ever get to see her, then that'd be great. But she can't have me as a son anymore. Like she gave that opportunity away a long time ago. So I just got to move on, um, see things as, as they are and just leave it be. Yeah, it's really good advice, and you have an amazing ability to do that. And I think some kids really struggle because they're, they're, um, their hearts are still broken, and they can't quite understand why their birth mom gave them up or why they're in, and they, they kind of have that empty hole in their heart. And I think it makes that, that empty hole kind of makes it really hard for them to connect with their real family. Um, and you, on the other hand, have done an amazing job of really staying connecting and staying really connected with your real family. Um, even through this whole process of learning that you're adopted and trying to understand like what that, like what that, why you a- acted the way you did that kind of explained some things, didn't it a little bit? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, every now and then I'd like, when I was younger, I'd act out like really crazy. Cause like, <laughs> I was like, I don't want you guys as my family. I don't, you're not my family. But, uh, and I like, I would like get like a pillow and like rip the stuffing out of it just cause uh-huh. I'm like, do something um and I always felt like and I, I remember uh one night I was really upset uh and I wanted to physically like hurt myself but like I was like that's not gonna help anything so just my mom helped me get through it and yeah I'm really grateful to have her with me yeah yeah I think it's a really goodness of fit you and your and your real family it's amazing how you guys fit together really well yeah um, brother uh, helps me get through it if he's if I'm like in a tough time he like comes over he's like talks to me and he gets me through it and I know mm-hmm. I would try to but her way is just she, she can't do it right right your real your birth mom can't do it it's true yeah and I think what's what's amazing is that you have allowed your heart to open up and take in your real mom and dad's and brother's love um and so that when you're needing that comfort or you're confused you you're you allow yourself to go and reach out to them and, and ask them for help and accept their help. And that's, yeah. I think, a big piece that I see a lot of kids struggle with doing. Um, so maybe just a words of advice to other kids, Brandon, about how, you know, hey, your real family's there for you and, you know, connect with them, right? Yeah. 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 Take every moment you can and turn it into a good moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... And so then your birth mom kind of came into the picture. Um, I think it was great that your, your mom, your real mom kind of felt like, you know, it'd be better just to, to be in charge of that interaction and give you permission to connect with her and find her and so forth like that. Um, so, cause I know there was a period of time when your older sister from your birth mom lived with you guys for a short period of time. Right. Yeah. And that was really hard because she mm-hmm. was not doing as well as you are. No, she's actually in the worst position because she she has a job and she's doing pretty good, I guess, right now. But mm-hmm. uh, she's not stable and she's like doing drugs and she's all caught up in 
but Emily was caught up in, but she doesn't have anyone to guide her through it. Right. So I always want to, like, I I never had the chance to, but, like, mm-hmm. I was trying to, like, find out where she is just so I can write a letter to her or, like, tell her, like, hey, this isn't good. You need to stop. I, I love you. I don't want you to get hurt. So I don't want this to happen to you like it happened to Emily. Right. I want, I want you to have a good life and not get caught up in stealing and drugs and everything. Like, that's bad. Yeah. And that's a tough situation because it's not really your responsibility to to take care of your older sister, but I can understand the desire to do that. Um, so, yeah. So, um, so we've worked on that too. That's been a whole nother issue too um, that I think you've done some good work on. Um, so what was it like to see your birth mom like the, for the first time? Do you remember that? I do remember that. We were yeah. at a park um, and I was like, oh, I'm so excited. Then I got really, really scared when she actually called my mom and I heard her voice for the second time. And I was like, oh, I'm so excited. And I saw her walking up the bridge and I was like, who is that? Like, my mom was like, that's Emily. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I, I was like, I didn't run over to her. I really wanted to, but I was kind of like skeptical. Uh-huh. Um, and she called me son and I was like, okay. Um, I didn't say I'm not your son because it was a good moment. I didn't want to ruin that moment, but yeah, but it was just, it was a great, it was a great visit. Um, she's, she's amazing. Good. I'm glad you feel that way. Yeah. So, and I think that you, it's, you're able to see how amazing she is because your real mom has been there to support you and you're really feeling connected to her so that you, you have her to kind of like, you know, in your heart, that's my mom. And this person is the person that gave birth to me. I really appreciate who she is in my life. I'm glad that she's doing really well, but I think we've talked about like in your hearts of hearts, like when you think about mom, who's the picture that comes up for you? My mom, that just, that's with me right now. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a that's a huge piece in your heart where your heart's like, that's you know my mom is my real mom. That's my mom, and so that your birth mom, kind of begins gets to kind of be um, someone that you can appreciate and and love. Um, but, you know, like you said, you know, you don't want her to be, you know, overly loving or overly snuggly or, you know, that, that kind of makes you feel a little uncomfortable, right? Yeah, because it's not like, it's not real. It's not like a real family. Yeah, it may not be real for you, but I'm sure that for her, she's like, she sees you as, you know, her son. But yeah, but I think that she's been able to say, you know, that your parents are your real parents and that she's really glad you have them in your in your life. and. You know, so, and, and for her, I think she refers, she thinks of your parents as your real parents, which is, which is really, I, you know, a, an ideal situation. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Holly, any thoughts? Yeah, jump in. Yeah, yeah. So, Brandon, I'm curious, now that, now that you've met, what, what, what is your relationship now? Are you, do you see each other on a regular basis, talk to each other? What's, what's that like now that the, the initial hurdle of, of meeting has been met? Where, where do you go from here? Um, I wouldn't really say that we meet all the time. Uh, I mean, I call her like every now and then periodically on the phone. And if something exciting is happening, I want her to be there. Then we ask and if she can, then great. If she can't, then oh well. But we, we don't meet with her like every single day or every other day. It's like once every, I want to say three weeks. Is it that often? think so how how often would you like to see her i mean 
I would say like twice every three weeks. I don't know. Just because yeah. I just want to want to like get a real relationship going. Okay. And can you tell me what you're, what's motivating you to want to have a real relationship with her? Um, well, I know like she's not my mom and we'll never have like a mother son relationship. I want to mm-hmm. like build up a relationship where we can like trust each other and like actually like have an open conversations about things. Okay. That's like, cool. how we're feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I think probably it would, that would probably be like, you know, once a month or once every two months, you know, just to begin that process slowly. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's cool. How does the, I'm, I'm curious, how does the, where does the biological dad fit, fit into this picture at all? Um, I, I mean, I don't really want him to fit in the picture because he wasn't a good person at all. So I just like it to consider like, um, Emily, my mom, my dad, and I just, and I don't want him in the picture at all because he was a horrible person and tried to like physically hurt uh, her and I. And it. Just, That's right. Yeah, I remember that story where he tried to really hurt you guys, right? It was like a horrible, horrible thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, first, I would I want to say, Brandon, just right off the top, I think it's incredible that you're able to separate that, um, because Tracy, I can imagine it would be very difficult in an adoption situation to separate biological parents um you know so the fact that you're very clear uh i think that's amazing yeah brendan's done some really good work and yeah. he's got amazing parents and support systems to really make it happen for him so um that's really cool uh, and we've done a lot of work brandon around the birth dad and just the the, the trauma that he inflicted on brandon even as an infant and mm. on on his birth mom um so, um, so that makes sense. I think it's really, I think it's really good to be clear about, you know, that's not, that's not who I want to be. That's not who I want to associate with. Um, and Brandon, you've done a great job of not going down that, that, that path. Um, so yeah, kudos to you. You're just such a cool yeah. kid. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, is there, is there anything that, um, you know, what, what would you like to do next as far as your relationship with your birth mom? Um, I would like to meet her again and say like, like, I don't know. I just want to like get to know her better as a person Mm -hmm. and not just be there with her. Right. That makes sense to kind of just get to know her as who she, for who she is at this point in her life. Yeah. Yeah. I guess really, yeah, so so go beyond just the the having a burger together, but but actually talking about real stuff. Yeah, like what like how life is treating us and what like is happening and you know, just that kind of thing. Yeah. I think you could have such a um huge impact on the world uh in general, but just in the world of of helping kids who have been adopted to understand the importance of having a really uh, strong and intimate connection with their real parents that allows you to kind of open your heart up to your birth mom. Yeah. Because you've got that support. So Tracy, clearly you guys have done some really good work together. What are some, for, for some kids that are listening or, or parents that are listening who have adopted children, what, what are some strategies that you recommend 
um, to, to put them more in, in such a, a good place like Brandon is in. Um, I know it's kind of a rarity uh, yeah. to see somebody sew together. Uh, I'm, I'm just amazed. But uh, what are some strategies that can help? Because clearly you guys have done a lot of work together. Yeah. Well, I think, and, and uh, Brandon, see what you think about this, but my uh, recommendations is that um, when, uh, especially through the Department of Social Services or foster care systems, that if when kids are getting adopted, that they don't have any contact with their biological family for a period of time, or even their biological siblings, because the adjustment into the, to, into the new family and being able to create that bond and love of that intimate connection of parent-child healthy relationship takes such time and such energy that if you have distractions of biological families and siblings uh, pulling on that, it makes it makes that connection a lot harder. Um, so I think that, like Brandon, he, you know, his mom, his his mom didn't have didn't initiate that contact with his with his birth mom until he was, you know much older, you know, nine, you know, in like not eight or nine years, 10 years had gone by. Um, and then it was a very slow introduction. Um, and at that point, Brandon was well connected, well attached to his, his family, um, and just struggling a little bit with his trauma history. So when it's, you know, and so I think Brandon, wouldn't you agree that your trauma history kind of like opened the door to kind of go, well, let's, let's, we have the opportunity to actually address that. And um, you know, and, and bio mom is available. Uh, sometimes she's not always available to be able to do that, that work. Um, yeah. so, um, that'd be my advice. Cause I know a lot of times we try to do these open adoptions or we try to keep the connections or you see kids in the, you know, department of social services office doing these visits with their bio family. And it's just, it's painful for the bio family, especially the bio mom. It's painful for the child. They don't know who to reach for. They don't know who to trust. And it just keeps the, the, the wound open. Yeah. 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 That's excellent. Now, now, Brandon, do you feel like everything happened in good timing for you? Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm amazed that at 11, you are just, um, it, just so together. I, I don't even know another way to put it, but do you feel like that the timing was right for you? I do. I, I think that, um, since I already, already knew that she was in, like, still with, in this world, and I thought, like, maybe something happened to her, because if she, like, didn't get her life together, um, something bad would happen, but I was in a really good position. My, my parents were driving me back home from a friend's house, and they just mentioned, like, hey, we found Emily, do you want to talk to her? And I was, like, all for it, and I think it happened, like, so well, um, I don't really know any better time to put it um, than right just after a really good thing happening and transitioning to another excellent thing. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So where, do, where, Tracy, where does Brandon go from here and, and where do other kids, now that they've established uh, a, a relationship and, and want to continue to grow, um, I imagine there's, there can be some tricky ground in there because they do have some shared trauma history and uh, you know, you've done a lot of work with Brandon, but, but the, the birth mom is, is kind of an unknown in this scenario. Right. And luckily in this situation, she has done a lot of work, right, Brandon? 
Um, yeah. She continues to so that, and she's really open about that, which is really unusual. Um, a lot of times with with birth moms because they they it's really hard for them to get out of the cycle of domestic violence and drug and alcohol use and um, but she's you know you know she's she's got a little Brandon in her I guess Brandon um, to be able to to read and ask and receive help so that's that's a good thing I think like Brandon said you know the next step for these two is to just kind of slowly get to know each other as two different separate people you know that they get to just be two human beings in each other's lives and not necessarily have to establish the mother-son relationship, but that's mm -hmm. already been established. And I think both Brandon and her, his birth mom know that and accept that and aren't trying to establish that, which is really healthy. Um, so it allows them to be, I think, open, huh, Brandon, just to, just to be Brandon and birth mom and just, you know, you know, I'm not going to use her name, but just, you know, they just get to be these two different people that, you know, get to have a, a develop a, a relationship that's uh, kind of like a, I don't know, maybe an aunt and, and nephew or, you know, some sort of situation. That's kind of sweet. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Brandon, what would be your advice to another kid who's listening, who is either getting ready to meet their birth mom or really wants to, but not sure. Maybe they haven't even had that conversation with their parents. But what would be your advice to another kid in your situation going into that? Um, I would just say, if you're getting ready to meet your biological mom, just don't worry. Everything's going to turn out great. And if you're not really feeling comfortable at first, just stand by your real parents and they'll help you get through it. And if you haven't even had the conversation yet, just talk to them and understand what it's like and what it actually is and what the feeling of being adopted is and like express how you feel about being adopted. And if you don't like it, and if you don't, like, it's not a big deal. You're, you have your parents now, and they're always going to be there for you. They're always going to love you, and yeah. That's awesome. Any final words, Tracy? No, no, I just smile. Thanks, Brandon. I think that's great. I think um, I was going to kind of kind of say, and have a great therapist, right, is what, just yeah. what you need, right, Brandon? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> So, awesome. um, yeah, Brandon, I look forward to doing more of these with you on different topics. So yeah, yeah. cool. This was awesome. Well, Brandon, thank you so much. And, uh, you are, we, we will welcome you on the podcast anytime you are just a really spectacular young man. So thank you so much as always, Tracy, you're brilliant and excited for what you can share for other families who are experiencing trauma or reactive attachment disorder, navigating the crazy world of, of adoption and, and raising a family. But thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.